So, there's been a rift in your family, or drama in your workplace. Your child's done something wrong, or someone at church has hurt your feelings. You've gone to God with that. You've sought to get your heart in the space where he wants it to be, to try to see the situation through his eyes, and you've gone to address it. And it was painful, it was uncomfortable, but it bore fruit. Whether it was one conversation or several, things have finally started to change. The person involved is sorry. But now what? Well, when someone is sorry, there are specific steps that we should take to forgive them. And the Apostle Paul, inspired by God's Holy Spirit, tells us how to forgive in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. For I made up my mind not to make another painful visit to you, for if I cause you pain, who is there to make me glad but the one whom I have pained? And I wrote as I did, so that when I came, I might not suffer pain from those who should have made me rejoice. For I felt sure of all of you that my joy would be the joy of you all. For I wrote to you out of much affliction and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to cause you pain, but to let you know the abundant love that I have for you. Now, if anyone has caused pain, he's caused it, not to me, but in some measure, not to put it too severely, to all of you. For such a one, this punishment by the majority is enough. So you should rather turn to forgive and comfort him. Or he may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. So I beg you to reaffirm your love for him. For this is why I wrote, that I might test you and know whether you are obedient in everything. Anyone whom you forgive, I also forgive. Indeed, what I have forgiven, if I've forgiven anything, has been for your sake in the presence of Christ, so that we should not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. When you've had that painful conversation, when you had it from the right motivation, a motivation of love and hope and a desire to solve problems and find a way forward. When someone expresses that they're sorry, when they demonstrate repentance, a desire to change direction, it's so important that we let Jesus teach us how to forgive that we abide by what his apostles were inspired to give us so that we might keep his commands in everything. And he shows us how critical it is, not only in those situations that we have done the work of releasing those things into God's hands to free our own hearts from bitterness, but having done that, to express that forgiveness to the person who suffered. That might be harder than you think. When someone has hurt you, when you've carried a burden for a while, it can be hard to let that go. You might be skeptical that the person really is sorry. You might feel like you were owed that apology, and instead of receiving it graciously, 
you might want to say like, well, yeah, you should be. But that's not how we're taught to forgive as followers of Jesus. No, when someone expresses that remorse, our challenge as the one receiving the apology is to express to that person that they're forgiven, to affirm for them, as God himself does, removing our sins as far as the east is from the west when we ask for his forgiveness, that we likewise have released that person from that debt. Not only should we do that, but we should comfort them. And that can feel so counterintuitive for us. Weren't we the ones that were victimized? Weren't we the ones that were hurt by what they said or did? But that's what makes that action so powerful. When you are being comforted by someone who you have hurt, it affects your heart in a fundamental way. It gives you hope. It allows you to experience the love that Jesus showed when he died on the cross for us in our lives, with our painful, sinful situations. So if we, as the people that have received that apology, can comfort and encourage that person, can speak to them hope and reaffirm our love for them, our desire to be able to find ways forward, our belief that through Jesus we can, it'll change things. Now, it won't change things overnight. There may be things that people have done that were massive breaches of trust. If a church treasurer were to embezzle, we can forgive, we can reaffirm our love, but that doesn't mean we're going to put them back on the bank account. There will be consequences going forward. There will be ways where we'll need to widely adjust. There will be relationship that needs to be rebuilt, but none of that means that we can't forgive. None of that means that we can't comfort. None of that means that we can't reaffirm love for that person as someone like us that has sinned, as someone like us that Jesus has died to save. If we can do that, for the people that have hurt us, if we can do that for the people that we have felt wronged by, if we can do that together as a couple, as a family, as a church, and can show what real mercy and grace like God offers it to us looks like, then it can change things. It can change hearts and minds. It can change people's directions, trajectories in life. It can change whole communities, whole ways of being if we will practice what the apostles of Jesus Christ teach us, command us, show us in passages like this and truly learn 